Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. And one of the greatest lessons for me was in the importance of self-awareness as a leader. Mm -hmm. And the blind spots I had then, I now know going into Prosper, first thing I did as we were building the team was bring on a board of advisors who were experts in their field that I could lean on to really gain the knowledge and the insights to fill the gaps in my own knowledge and capability. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondoso. Welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are joining me from. Thank you for taking the time. This is Episode number 101, and my guest today is Kristen Harrison, the CEO and founder of Prosper, a digital coaching service that exists to help people thrive at work and at home. Prosper's platform connects members to world-class coaches and learning content to practice the professional skills they need to be successful. She believes leadership is about serving others and applies this to how she leads her current team at Prosper. Before starting Prosper, Kristen advised Fortune 100 companies at AT Kearney and founded Unison Design Group, which was acquired back in 2017. She has an HBA and an MBA from Ivy Business School. In this episode, Kristen shares what the value of having an accessible coach and mentor means. She gives advice to young business leaders to get ahead and find worth in what they are doing. We talk about the importance of self-awareness or self-reflection as a leader in order to find your blind spot. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technologies that help companies and business leaders understand what their customers are saying when they're calling in. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. Thank you to those who have left ratings and comments on Apple Podcasts, I really appreciate it. The latest one is from Kate Fetz. They write, I'm so glad I came across the podcast. I listened to the interview with Claire Adams. I enjoyed his candid conversation they had about the decision to be an entrepreneur, the struggles and the wins. Edwin is a great interviewer, very natural and curious. Thank you so much, Katie Fetz, for the kind words and, and comments. When you rate and leave a review, I will read it out on the next episode. Now, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Kristen. Hi, Edwin. Glad to be here. I'm super excited to have have you on the show. Appreciate your time. But Kristen, can we start off by introducing yourself to the listeners today? If you could maybe tell us who you are, who is Kristen, and what does Kristen like to do when she's not growing or scaling businesses? Hmm. Well, I, I'm currently leading Prosper, which is a career coaching company. Um, we are super excited. We're just about to launch. But it's funny that you ask what my life is like outside of work, because lately, it takes a lot of effort to not be heads down getting ready for that. 
Um, I am very much uh, a family person. I have a little Australian shepherd named Chloe, and my husband and I live out in Oakville. Um, so when I'm not working, I'm very much spending time with family and friends, and I'm traveling. So I actually spent some time for work in Tokyo, um, as well as Sydney, and really got to expand expand my horizons that way as well. Oh, that's awesome. And I totally get it for those who uh, who are listening. Uh, Kristen and I were just were just making jokes uh, before we went on air about how we have never ending to do lists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely tough to I, I definitely could relate. Uh, definitely tough to to have some off time, but it's definitely important. So I'm super excited, uh, maybe for myself and for my listeners to maybe if you could explain what Prosper is uh, specifically, because I know you just mentioned it was career coaching, but also if you could tell us um, not only your role, but maybe your specific responsibilities and what you're trying to accomplish. I know you mentioned launching, so that might be your number one accomplishment right now. Um, but what, what you're hoping for in the next six to 12 months. Absolutely. Well, I think what we just touched on in terms of never ending to do lists is really part of the reason we exist. Um, so just to give everyone a context, Prosper is a career coaching platform, and we connect you to a human career coach through our app to really help you accomplish your career goals. Uh, part of the reason that I started it and founded it with my co-founder, Becky, was because there's a lot of anxiety around future, around career, particularly today, there's, I'm sure you can relate to this, Edwin, this hustle culture that's really started around, you know, if you're working nine to five, you're not working hard enough. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty and fear in the, in the modern workforce. And we wanted to be a place where you could go to really find solace and to find the support that you need to build the skills that you need to be successful. So skills development, continuous learning, very much something that we're excited about at Prosper. And in my role as CEO, I'm very focused on supporting our entire team. Um, our team is still quite small. We're about 10 people um, full time. And we're very focused on working through a design-led process to, to innovate. So I'm very focused on product development, on managing our team, and making sure everyone feels equipped and supported uh, to do their best work. No, that's great. And really interesting, the product that, that's coming to market with Prosper. And I'm curious, because as I look back on my career, I never had a career coach. Like, I, I have no idea how I got to where I am today. I mean, I do have an idea if I look back now, but like, how do you even get to this place or who do you go to so what are what are you seeing in terms of the marketplace now and, and where where that anxiety is coming and where people are going right now yeah well i think there's always just where you would go naturally early in your career is friends family mentors even um and i think those are all incredibly important parts of your support system um but when we look to coaching specifically it is only a 20 year old industry it's fairly young. It's unregulated. There are a ton of people that can call themselves coaches. Many, luckily, go through more of a certification program. But those that do and those that can access it are typically executives. It's typically reserved for the boardroom where you're spending you know, anywhere from $300 to $500 per hour to access this type of support. And the beauty of coaching and why I believe and we believe at Prosper it should be accessible to everyone 
is that it's it's a tool and you're in part of that support system. It's an unbiased thinking partner. It's someone you can go to to get advice, whether you're at the very beginning of your journey and looking to what you should do next, or you're all the way through and you're ready to develop core leadership skills to get that promotion or, or sort of to progress further in your career. No, that's great. I mean, I, I understand the coaching world. I've hired a number of coaches in my, in my past. So I definitely see the value of having this accessible because it's definitely not accessible. And like you said, I know a lot of my guests uh, have coaches, um, whether it's through the company or they hired personally to, to just help them up, upgrade themselves. So that's great. I'm, I'm excited. Let us know in terms of what we can do as a network to help you and your company grow as well and how we could provide insight as well. But I wanted to just change a little gears, Chris, and I want I know where we are today as you're growing this company. But when I looked at your career, it looks like you're a, <laughs> I wouldn't say serial entrepreneur, but you, you've started a number of companies. Um, yeah. You've had companies that have been acquired and now obviously you're growing a new company. I'm wondering if you could share with us today um, a difficult decision that you had to make that that maybe back then you didn't realize, but it actually allowed you to grow as a business leader. Yeah. Oh, so many difficult decisions. <laughs> um, and retrospect is everything. So I, I would say one of the, the moments in my career early on, I always knew I was entrepreneurial. Um, I don't think I had yet really developed the risk tolerance or the sort of decisioning framework, if you will, that I needed to really take a full, a full leap. So to sort of backtrack, one of the things I've learned is, is the importance of having using self-reflection to recognize your blind spots. And very early, my very first tech startup, it was a healthcare company. I, I really went in quite naively, as I think many first-time founders do, mm-hmm. um, you know, in aspects of who you hire, how you lead a team, how you develop product. And, and we built this thing that ended up royally failing which was an incredible experience <laughs> now that I look back uh, because all of those learnings I can actually now apply to prosper. And one of the greatest lessons for me was in the importance of self-awareness as a leader mm-hmm. and the blind spots I had then I now know going into prosper. First thing I did as we were building the team was bring on a board of advisors who are experts in their field that I could lean on to really gain the knowledge and the insights to fill the gaps in my own knowledge and capability. And that's how we built our core team at HQ is really looking to who's the best in their field, who can fill this, this gap in knowledge and capability and, and how can I support them to continue? I mean, that's great. And for those who are not entrepreneurs and this idea of board of of advisor, would you recommend or have you seen maybe perhaps through the work you're doing with Prosper where young professionals, emerging leaders are looking to build that quote unquote board of advisors or career advi- board, career board of advisors? I don't know if that's yeah. a term yet, but <laughs> it should be. <laughs> we, we heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> Love that. Well, I think just in terms of what you could do early on in your career, absolutely. I think what I've described is this very formal advisory board really can be a network of mentors um, or people who are even three to five years ahead of where you want to be in a role that you aspire to be. And all of this is really about 
having a, a very, you know, a growth oriented mindset to be able to go out and figure out what you don't know and get the answers you need um, in a really relational way. So I think absolutely young professionals should go out and build, what did you call it, Edwin? A, a, a career board of advisors. There you go. A career board of CBA, advisors. CBA, CBA. <laughs> let's, let's, let's write an article about that, Kristen. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Interestingly enough, when I did look at um, look at your career, as as I quickly mentioned, I mean there was um, there was an acquisition which happened within one of your companies, and I mean you've changed a number of roles, started a number of companies, but when you changed that organization's, I mean your team and responsibilities might have changed as well. Um, I'm wondering, with hindsight, or maybe what you're doing today, what are you? You know, what's part of your prosper to continually grow and develop as a business leader right now? In terms of uh, how I'm developing and investing in my own growth? Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the things you mentioned, investing in yourself and, and coaching and, and support tools, that is something that I am I'm consciously doing is, is investing in my learning, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing I don't know everything. Um, and I think the, the greatest leaders I admire are, you know, confident in where they're going, confident in their team, can let go because of their confidence in their team and trust the team, um, but ultimately have the humility to be able to, to seek support and to seek help. And my mindset going in and, and through coaching my, on my own, ironically, we're a coaching company, but I very much rely on my coach that I work with. Um, I'm very much viewing my role as CEO very differently. And I'm learning what that means the more the company scales. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means getting out of everyone's way and serving the team and finding ways to make sure they have what they need to be supported and empowered, which is not easy to do when you're used to doing everything, but easier the more you can let go and, and really trust in your team. No, I mean that that's super interesting point that you 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 brought up in terms of um, trusting, letting go, giving everyone the tools. Um, where did you grasp that concept, or did you have difficult times um, switching that mindset? And and mm-hmm. how did you get it over? Did you have that advisory or advisor tell you just to let go? Yeah, well, you know, part of it I would say is is in just having a, a, a moment, a breakdown, if you will. And mm-hmm. I think breakdowns are required when you're growing, you're pushing yourself. You, you do see process break down. You see systems break down. But as humans, you break down. And there's a moment where I, you know, I, I was close to burnout. Because in my head, back to hustle culture, I was thinking as a founder, I need to be doing everything in this business, mm-hmm. working seven days a week to get this thing through, to see this vision become reality. And as you scale the team, you start to realize that you very much become a bottleneck very quickly. There's a breakdown in your own system, and it's actually better for the business and for your mental and holistic health to to find better ways, better process uh, to do things and people to rely on. So it's a process. It's been a great area of growth for me, just in shifting my mindset on what it means to lead. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things, my background is in management consulting as well as startups. Um, I was used to having all the answers. I was used to having a client 
asking me for what they should do and having a clear data-driven response. Uh, that was my role. And so now knowing that it's okay as CEO to go into a meeting not having all the answers, but then learning and understanding the questions to ask the team to get the answers from them as subject matter experts, that's really been a transition. It's been great for the business and great for me personally to realize that my team and, and sort of that tool, that questioning is, is critical uh, in leadership. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. So as you grow your team, as you, as you work with, um, I know you mentioned with product, I'm wondering how do you um, not only let go, but how do you encourage that creative thinking within your organization now? Yeah, so I think creativity is one of those skills. We talk about skills at Prosper all the time. To us, is really about creative problem solving. And to me, that's very much not just being able to design something, make it look beautiful. It's also being able to break something down and use a process to find an answer. And so design thinking, I'm sure many of your audience are familiar mm -hmm. with it, has been our approach from day one. When we were a couple of people building this all the way up to our team now, we've taken a very design-led approach to creating, to, to driving innovation at Prosper, which means every feature we build, uh, every element of the service that we design starts with our coaches and starts with our members to make sure we're delivering value, uh, which is difficult when what you want to do as a founder is create and build all the opportunities you see and you know, you're very opportunistic and very positive about the future, but being able to prioritize um, and solve that using a creative process like design thinking has been essential for us and for many companies. Yeah, for those who are hearing uh, design thinking, um, can you give us, um, you know, what that, what that means to you, what it is and what it really means to you now in terms of as you're growing and scaling this company? To me, it means, design thinking really means uh, de-risking your future investments in product and in what you build. And you de-risk it because from the very beginning, you're taking the approach of the user and building empathy for what they might truly need and balancing that with, with the business value because ultimately you're building a sustainable company, but also the impact it could make on them. And, and that allows you to really prioritize and build features and invest your resources in in something really meaningful and purposeful for someone. Well, that's great. And, and what I'm hearing is is really just listening and under mm -hmm. and understanding, right? What 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 your Absolutely. what your users, what your customers, and and maybe if it's applicable, what your stakeholders are need, right? Very much, <laughs> very much. And it's actually something we learned the hard way in the early days um, through realizing. You know, we talk about the power of user research and testing and quite simply, in the simplest way, just talking to people, talking to your customers. And they say it's what you should do. But early days, you're moving so quickly and you're making decisions from your gut and you realize it's actually the best thing for your business to de-risk what you're investing in just simply by talking to people and listening to your point. If you are enjoying our conversation and have any comments, questions, that relate to something that we said, I would love to hear from you. Join me on my Facebook group where I discuss episodes, share exclusive videos, daily insights, and I'll answer your questions, comments, or feedback. Please post it 
go to thebusinessleadership.com slash FB group or search for The Business Leadership Group directly in Facebook. I'd love to see you there. Now let's get back to it. Kristen, as you've grown as a leader and now I'm sure presently and maybe in, in some of your positions, you're, you were looking out for emerging business leaders, someone who you could either you know, mentor, bring up, or maybe someone that you're looking to bring into the organization to help you lead or lead specific um, organizations or departments within your company. So I'm wondering what characteristics or what one characteristics do you believe that every, every business leader should have? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, one characteristic I would say off mm-hmm. of that is as a leader is, is kindness, uh, kindness and kindness, not in terms of, you know, being soft perhaps, <laughs> but kindness in terms of recognizing how you can help and support your team and empower them and recognizing that you are very much a, a support tool for them to equip them and empower them with what they need to succeed. Um, and I think the future of work is an interesting place. The modern economy is very different. Even when I started my career, leadership styles, and I'm sure you can relate, have drastically changed You know, from being very much top-down directive to how do we use radical candor, for example, to be very direct with our feedback, but out of care and collaborate and, and really apply, quite honestly, a coaching methodology to what it means to be a manager, what it means to be a leader. Mm-hmm. So I've really enjoyed learning that. Um, and I think through that, uh, really humility um, as a leader is is required as well, as kindness. That's great, kindness and humility. One thing that you just meant and it, mentioned, and it's something that um, I'm interested in, not only being, it, like, being surrounded by amazing business leaders and having a technology background is you mentioned the future of work. I'm interested Mm -hmm. to get maybe some of your initial thoughts or what you're feeling or what you're reading as, you know, having prosper a career coaching type um, service that like, how do you foresee the workforce with the rise of the robots? Like what's going to happen? And and Mm -hmm. what do what are you telling the young the young generation right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was just in San Francisco and I literally saw an insurance company advertising that it was the best to invest in their product because, you know, you could retire early before you're replaced by a robot. And it was this moment of, wow, this is happening right now. <laughs> and I do think there's quite a bit of fear. Um, but I think I think what's going to bode really well is is this idea that we're talking about around having a growth mindset, recognizing that skills, ultimately skills, soft skills and hard skills will trump, in my view, degrees and credentials, which historically have been what got you in the door. So a firm handshake really, you know, at a degree isn't enough anymore to mm-hmm. get you through the door, in our view. And so we're, we're really betting at Prosper um, intentionally and thoughtfully on the future of work requiring soft skills to really differentiate yourself because soft skills aren't easily automated. These are things like creativity, critical thinking, general communication skills, influencing skills, um, things that are less 
simple for a computer to take over and do. So we want to be the place to help someone practice and learn those skills. But I think for someone that's quite literally in university or college right now, in five years, by 2020, well, it's closer now, a couple years from now, <laughs> a third of the skills that we once thought were the core professional skills, and I'm sure you've seen these stats, uh, are going to actually be irrelevant. So what you learn in school really should be about creating that curiosity, understanding that you will constantly be learning, and then be looking for tools beyond your education to, to really thrive and, and build those skills you need. And that's what we're here to do at Prosper. That's great. I'm I'm super excited. I'm uh, as as we're talking about the future work. Uh, um, I'm loving what the what Prosper is, and hopefully, people who are listening is go check it out as well. Um, Kristen, with with this show, I've been building out an amazing list of books to read. I'm wondering what's on your night table now. What are you reading? Hmm. Oh, great question. I I'm actually currently reading Radical Candor. Okay. This come up previously by Kim Scott. Actually, this may be the first time. So thank you for thank you for sharing. Excellent. Well, it it actually has really informed a lot of my thinking and reframing on leadership and what it means to be a modern a modern leader. So Radical Candor really takes this approach uh, of of providing direct feedback with your team out of care for them. So really creating a process where your team feels very comfortable, you know, saying to you as a leader that you're wrong and providing really great opportunities for them to approach you. So really becoming more approachable as a leader and creating a culture that thrives on feedback, both upwards and and kind of across the board. Highly recommend. Radical candor. No, we're gonna we're gonna post it on the episode webpage for those who are listening and, and really interested or looking for something interesting to read. Highly recommended by Kristen. Looks like it's a five star. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, can you name a person who has had a tremendous impact as you, as as an entrepreneur or specifically as as a business leader? Now, it could be anyone. Anyone, perhaps they mentored you, um, whether you met them or not. Alive or dead? Oh, great question. Such a packed question. I would actually take the approach that it's been a network of people mm-hmm. that have really gotten me to this point. And I'm still very early in my in my own career in, in leadership development. But a network for me from the very beginning of intentionally seeking out early mentors who really guided a lot of my decisions. And then just making sure now I'm, I'm well covered. So I think of my own role very holistically. It's not just about learning leadership skills to lead at work, but it's also the personal skills that I need in terms of making sure I'm getting enough sleep, I'm exercising, I'm eating, you know, all of the elements that really make you into a high performance leader. Um, and my advisors hold me very much accountable to that as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
super important to have that board, I guess, or those advisors. And it seems like a recurring theme with you, Kristen, and maybe mm-hmm. even with, with the work that you're doing today. So, so for those who are listening, I mean, it could be everyone who, who helps you. And it doesn't even have to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kristen, it doesn't have to be a formal advisor as well, right? No, I mean, my husband's actually a great advisor to me. Um, so I do think it's, it's anyone that can really, that knows you, that can challenge you and that can really hold you accountable to what you say you're going to do and push you where you missed up. Yeah, I love it. My wife is my number one advisor and critic. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe, maybe my daughter too now. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Having a blast. So I I guess fun question uh, for you, Kristen, if I were to ask any of your team members, past or present colleagues, um, advisors, peers, what's the best leadership quality that Kristen possesses? What do you think they would say? Well, I would, I would very much hope that they would really say that I lead out of service to them. Um, and that I really, I really make sure I'm supporting them. Um, and one of the questions that I've really pushed myself to start asking my team actually is how am I doing? as a leader. And I've been pushed actually by my advisors and my coaches, my coach to, to ask that, which can be a scary question as a leader, but it's been an incredible source of feedback for me um, Mm -hmm. to really further develop as a leader. So service uh, is something that I I would hope uh, be a word that comes to mind for them. So what else is going on, Kristen? Do you have, I I know, I know Prosper is probably taking not 110% of your time, but do you have any other special projects or initiatives or it could be something fun um, that, that you're really looking forward to or sleepy and losing sleep. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Well, I, I think what I'm most excited for, I mentioned that this is work related. So forgive me. Um, I mentioned that we were launching in a week, actually, Um, And when I say launch, we have been building this for over a year and a half. We've been in closed beta, we've been working with customers, and we've really got this thing to a place that we're all really, really proud of. So first things first, we're we're launching and we're going to celebrate that milestone. And I'm also excited to, to find ways to sort of create greater balance in my life and redefine that for me. So my husband and I are planning a trip to uh, France in the fall. So I'm really excited just to, to kind of launch, celebrate and take some time away from work to recharge as well. Well, first off, congratulations, because I'm sure this will air when you, it, it, you are launched already. So thank you. Thank you for that. And that that's I, I love to hear that, you know, you're trying to create that bandwidth, some per- personal space. And 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 I know back to from before we press record, it's back to, you know, that never ending to do list. So mm-hmm. for those who are listening, your the to do list never ends. So you might as well take some time for yourself, right? <laughs> Very, very true. Very true. And uh, and thank you. Thank you so much. We're really excited. Um, Before we end, Kristen, I'd love it if you could share some final thoughts, observation, or ideally some type of actionable recommendations that you can share with the growing uh, business leader or entrepreneur who's listening today. Well, I think back to our idea of taking time away. I think mm-hmm. in this this hustle culture, this we've been called the modern, you know, millennials in particular, which I am, um, have been called the the burnout generation. So I think what I would encourage everyone, and what I need to hold myself accountable to as well, 
is recognizing that it's okay to take time. It's okay to take time for you to invest in your self-care, which I know is a word that comes up quite a bit, but Mm -hmm. couldn't be more relevant in helping you accomplish your goals. And please hold me to it, Edwin, because it's, uh, it's challenging when you love what you do, but absolutely critical for you to continue to love what you do is to, is to really take care of yourself personally. I love it. No, that's awesome. And I will, I will hold you accountable. It, it's, uh, you, you may regret it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, to close, Kristen, can you tell us where we can find more information about you, Prosper, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Absolutely. So to check out Prosper, go to helloprosper.com. And I would love to hear from you and your, your audience directly. If when we launch, you love what we're doing, you have questions about it, or you have feedback on how we could make our service even better, you can reach me on Twitter at Kristen Harrison. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome, Kristen. It's been an absolute pleasure joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much, Edwin. That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast, Episode 101 with Kristen Harrison. If you want to learn more about Kristen, Prosper, or anything else that we discuss, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 101. Join me on my free private Facebook group where I will discuss this episode. I'll answer your questions. And also, I'll connect you with other like-minded business leaders. Simply search for the Business Leadership Group directly in Facebook. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Okay.